The unique things about the production that we're going to do is there are two arias that um, uh, were, were cut after the premiere. And uh, the, we're going to, um, actually, they, they don't exist in the orchestra parts, but we have the vocal score, so uh, I've orchestrated the things and we're going to do those two arias, which will be, which will be fun. Uh, so there's an there's a aria for Wilfred the Jailer mm -hmm. um, and for Merrill uh, that are typically not done in the productions and we're going to, we'll add those, um, add those in. Uh, so it'll be just like you would have heard it if you were at the initial premiere. Uh, I've done the work once before, which is why this is kind of fun. This is the first time I've ever done a Gilbert Sullivan twice. Um, and uh, so I'm interested to do the work to do it again. Uh, and Yeoman is not done very often. It's pretty, uh, I'm excited to have a chance to do it, uh, to do it again, to see what I think about it the second time. Yeah, yeah, and it's neat to get the chance to do it with the Saviards, which um, is a, I think has a unique energy and is sort of in the Gilbert Sullivan spirit. Like the, it's a, um, it's neat to see Gilbert and Sullivan performed by a community troupe that way because it's. It's uh, it has a sort of energy that I think is is required for Gilbert Sullivan. It has this, um, there's a there's a real commitment to um, or a real belief in their in their humor or in their formula, um, and that's kind of what makes it uh, a fun a fun group to work with. Yeah, and that's important. I think from a music perspective, it's uh, it's funny. Um, it's tricky, I think, to do Gilbert Sullivan because I think if you try to put the music too much, uh, it's hard as a conductor to to pull the music back. But in essence, that's almost what you have to do. I think when you do Gilbert Sullivan, that there's there are moments when you have to pick your spots. Um, it, there, it's so important that the audience get the text, um, and it, I mean in any opera, of course, but particularly Gilbert Sullivan, where it's so that's where all the punchlines are delivered, um, and that you really understand the. Uh, the musicians really understand that and the singers really understand the humor they're trying to produce um, yeah. because some of the jokes are so subtle uh, yeah yeah and they fall I mean that's what so makes them so clever uh, I mean they it's it almost becomes a parody of opera um, in, yeah. in, in, in its own sense and it's it's um, what's cool about that or it's, I guess what makes it really neat is that the um, they knew what was going to work, uh, and part of their brilliance was that they, it's it's sort of a um, it's like it's like having a time capsule from the from the nineteenth century. I mean, it's it's amazing to they they had a formula that was brilliant and it worked. And part of that formula was understanding what a nineteenth century audience understood um, and what they so they were able to really mimic. Uh, in essence, I mean, always at the end of the first act of romantic opera, Italian opera, that's how it ends with the, with the, with this, you know, you, you, you leave wanting to come back for the second act. Um, and that's, they, they of course, uh, they achieve that in a pretty remarkable way. Foreshadowing um, that all's not going to end well in this one. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, that's also really neat how they're, the, um, how they're able to do that. Maybe that's, I just thinking about that now, maybe that's part of the, I mean, you know, the addition of the trombone certainly helps uh, in that regard, which always is, you know, brings sort of a darker color to the, to the proceedings. And, and all Gilbert and Sullivan, in essence, is, um, is parodying, to some extent, uh, opera. Um, and if you don't, if you don't, if it doesn't feel like an opera, it can, that can fail pretty miserably. Um, and the, uh, so I think um, having enough string players to really add some depth to the sound, um, and especially in this case when you add all the extra winds, 
you have to have enough to balance that. That's that's yeah. important, um, or it can sound kind of silly. Um, it adds so much because really, and that's one another one of, of Sullivan's um, that he's so good at. It. Uh, you know, the orchestra really sort of comments on what's going on on the stage, so he's able to almost tell you at times how to feel just by the orchestration that he gives you. Um, exactly. Uh, and it's very helpful, I think, for an audience in the 21st century uh, because, you know, some of the jokes um, uh, are subtle. We want to reproduce Gilbert Sullivan as close as we can to the way Gilbert Sullivan was produced when it was produced. Yeah. But that's always a tricky thing because we're, we have 150 years of perspective now, basically, between that time, or a little over 100 years, I guess, and um, and how we uh, how we do that can be can be is always is, a, is always a tricky balancing act, and it's one of the things that makes them so amazing. I think is that it's it's most uh, artistic things that are this light in character um, don't tend to stick. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to produce something. It has to be really good, of a pretty amazing quality to last over a hundred years when it's so relevant really to the day that it was produced. The thing about, um, and that's, that's part of their brilliance, I'm saying like, it's, it's um, uh, for art to become classical, for it to stick, um, there has to be a certain uh, universality to it or a certain, uh, a certain quality that's above and beyond. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of 19th century operetta um, that didn't make it. Um, that was probably very popular in the day, I'm sure, right. uh, just like today. Um, yeah. And but somehow Gilbert and Sullivan have a certain quality. There's a certain uh, universality to its themes. That's that. There's no question that that are um, the humor that. Uh, I mean, of course, especially in today's time, uh, we can look. At, I mean, they're they're so good at poking fun of themselves. And sometimes, in an attempt to freshen it up, as you say, um, you can kind of hurt it. Yes. Um, and the, if you if you if you really find or look for what the composer and the Redis are trying to achieve and try to achieve that, um, yeah. you almost always uh, have a better success. <laughs> yeah. Um, and especially in their case, because it's it is so. Um, what they were writing was so fresh. I think at the time. I mean, it was so um, so inventive and so. Uh, Relevant to the world they were living in, um, that it's uh, it, it's neat if you can reproduce that. One of the neat things about this those those extra arias, like it's always fascinating to see, uh, especially because they often did their work so Sullivan at least did his work so quickly. Yeah, how they edited after the premiere is always fascinating to go back and see what they pulled and what they kept and and why. Um, uh, is is always really neat to, to look at it any composer. It's so important, I think, that in this kind of production that there's a community um, behind it, and that's certainly the feeling you get with the Saviars that there's a that there's so many people who really uh, who really care about it uh, being done right. Include, I mean, not just the musicians and the and the actors and everything else. It's the the, the it, there's really a, a pride in the community that the Saviars exists in Madison. It has kind of been a unique place, I think, in the summers here and how and, and beyond. Now, um, uh, it's it's uh, it's exciting that it's that that's um, it's exciting to be a part of it. So. And it's also unique. I think it's kind of fun to do uh, to do Gilbert and Sullivan in music hall. Oh. Uh, is a is a is a 
is it I can't imagine a better place to do it because it's so quirky and it's so uh, um, uh, it's the perfect size and the perfect uh, um, venue, I think, for Gilbert Sullivan. Actually, it's a great thing for Gilbert Sullivan because uh, one of the tricks with Gilbert Sullivan is that it can be very difficult to balance because the um, in order to get the text out, you have to have a singer that has a light enough voice that can patter. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and you you can't have an orchestra that's blaring over the top of that, or it's it's really not it's not good, uh, and so uh, it 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 helps sort of balance itself. Um, and in a piece like Yeoman, that's one of the tricks to Yeoman. Like we're talking about the size of the orchestra, um, you have to be very careful. You have to use that sparingly because if you are not careful, you can really it can become just the orchestra, which yeah. is uh, that you know that. Defeat the purpose. Madison, and, I, and it's very, I think, hard to appreciate when you're living here, but it's really, I think, one of the most unique places in the country for a place the size of Madison to have the amount of arts um, and the quality of uh, uh, of arts in Atlanta and in, in Madison is really, it's, I can't imagine there are many other places like it. Um, it's really an amazing. Especially musically, maybe I just because this is what I focused on. But it's there's so much, and of such a high quality in such a small area um, that there's um, it's an amazing thing to have that focused of a community on the arts is is uh, um, I think I hope it's something that Madison never takes for granted because it's such a uh, when you leave you realize just how amazing that is. Um, that's yeah. really great.